I said it to. Fitz. So we are okay. cool. live. Welcome to this very special episode of uh, the podcast. Not only is it an episode of the Techno Babbler, but it's also an episode of T- Tacoma Tactical. I'm here with Christian from Tacoma Tactical. I'm also a member of that organization. And uh, this is the first time we're doing this. First time. This is the first time we're doing this. And uh, we got a lot to share with y'all. Yeah, trying to get our audio fixed on our YouTube stream. We're still having an issue with the audio. Oh, wait. I think I'm going to have that fixed out. Maybe if I flip the mic that way. There you go. Just the mic was backwards. Mic mic is backwards. Bam. Mic was backwards. Mic reverse. Mic might have been backwards. Mic is backwards. (laughs) Mic back. Back mic. Mic back check. Mic back check. There you go. Now we're in. Now we're busy. We're good. Uh, Mic back check. uh, Yeah, the mic popped. Dope. Mike Pops just kind of interfering with that, so. We don't need that. No. We got all the Mike Pop we need right here. All the Mike Pop. This all is, the Mike this Pop. Tragic. Tragic mess. Yes. So, anyway. So, what have you been up to lately, man? Well, the big, the big job so far has been getting this Overland uh, kind of side job of mine off the ground yeah uh, this brainchild if you will uh Tacoma Tactical um it's just kind of been something that I've been tinkering with yeah uh a little bit of a, a startup but I don't know I don't know it's uh just modifying and building my truck having fun doing it and uh producing content and hopefully it goes places yeah, man. I mean, I've been enjoying what you've been putting out. Um, like, the last video that you edited was awesome. The drone footage that you incorporated in the music. Yeah, our last one, Trail 3 and 03. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the last, last one we went on, yeah. We had that mountain lion come through. That was fun, dude. That was hella fun. Um, yeah, the editing, the editing is kind of, uh... It's it's a, it was a one man show. It is now becoming a multi team show as you have checked on board. Yeah. Right. Yeah, more and more people. I mean, it's so cool to be involved in the Overland community. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a friendly community. It's a fun community. It's a community that uh, involves everyone. Um, I will say that there are different aspects to the Overland community. But you know, you've got your wheelers, you've got your rock crawlers, you've got uh, you got a lot of your show show truck guys that they buy their their kits and then they they mall crawl, as some would put it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a you know, it's it's an ever changing kind of. Uh, so what would, what would you say are like the main like kind of uh, styles or? Or like overlanding genres, or like how 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 is it kind of like structured? Like, is there like kind of styles like different overlanders go for with their builds and what types of challenges they try to overcome? Or yeah, I mean, uh, you know, each each overlander kind of has, I guess, each each guy or each company or each group of people that build their vehicle, they 
they, it's purpose built, right? Yeah. You build it for the way you want to drive it. You build it for the upgrades and the modifications you'd be throwing onto it. Obviously, taking a vehicle overland is a it's a challenging kind of feat. You know, most people when they get into it, they're they're not avid avid four wheelers. Yeah. Their truck has four wheel drive, yeah. but it uh, you know a lot of people don't take that into account. So, um. You know, I think it's I think it's best that uh, you know if, if it's something you want to get into, and as most people get into, is you know you you look at the vehicle you have, you look at the platform you have, you kind of look at the funds that you have, and you uh, you get a dream going. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the yeah. best way I can say it, is you just get a dream going. You get this this thought, and it starts with you know. A, a bed rack or it starts with a bumper or it starts with wheels and tires and, and that grows and that grows and you know if you're in social media then that you start to like follow other overlanders and you start to follow uh, other off-roaders and mm -hmm. you see what they're doing and your dream changes a little bit you know your, your your budget changes a little bit and then you know as your truck grows you grow and as your truck progresses and you can kind of reach farther you know, kind of regions, more difficult trails. Uh, you yeah. kind of, you kind of grow as a driver, and you grow with the environment you're in. You know, uh, you know that's when you either call it quits and the truck stays what it is, or you, you keep you keep adding on. It's uh, it's this evolution of you, and I guess kind of an endeavor. You know, so like me, I I, I had a lot of vehicles, and I really want. Actually, I wanted to own my Tacoma since I was in high school, 16. I remember when I when I first saw my first Gen 2 Tacoma with the six-speed transmission. Yeah, six speeds. And I like I melted, man. I saw a manual, and I was like, I want that truck. And then you know, a little time, a little success, a little money, bought one, and I didn't even know about overlanding at first, really. Yeah. I was gonna build into like a little trophy truck, long travel the front, and you know, yeah. fiberglass and everything else, but. Now it's just progression. And now it's become a company, or it's become a, a title, right? Now we've got Tacoma Tactical. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like, it's it's been so much fun, like, getting into this stuff. And I had my Tacoma for quite a while, and I didn't really know what I had until, like, we started talking about all the applications. And I, I really enjoy, like, so, like, I noticed, like, the modifications are a huge part of what makes... Uh, the overlanding enticing but could you talk a bit about your experience in um, like the actual off-roading and what it's like driving on trails and maybe like what you find beneficial or enjoyable about that aspect of it yeah most definitely so I I got into off-roading at a really young age despite kind of the fact that my mom's a sailor yeah and so I always I always wanted dirt bikes, I always wanted a, a sweet like rock crawler, and I remember watching like, you know, the Baja 1000, the Baja 500, yeah. and, and, and early racing. King of the Hammers, and thinking like, I could build a truck like that, I could <laughs> build a truck like that. Yeah. And then like, as I got into it, you know, part of me was just like, uh, you know, like, I can do this, but I gotta fund it somehow, right? Mm -hmm. So so that's your next, that's your next step in your life, is like... I, I want this hobby. I want to take on this hobby. So I got a job when I was, you know, 16. And I bought a uh, 19, man. My first truck was a 77 K5 Blazer. Solid axle, front and rear end. And, uh, dude, that thing was a blast. Wow. And uh, stock suspension. Stock suspension 
you know, nothing, nothing too exciting, nothing too pretty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I love that thing. That K5 was dope, dude. Yeah. It was, uh, it was awesome. And I remember I blew the motor. I just, I, I was too young to maintain it. I couldn't, really? af- I couldn't afford the maintenance. Oh, <laughs> it was just a matter of the maintenance. It wasn't like you were pushing it to the edge or anything like that. Yeah, I was young and I was young and I, and I couldn't. So I couldn't, it's a combination of things. Then. I was young. I was young. <laughs> I, my job wasn't as lucrative as I thought it was. Yeah. And uh, you know, seals started blowing. I couldn't. I couldn't fix the oil leaks. Oh, couldn't change no. or add oil fast so, enough. So it kind of like slowly died over time. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I blew a head gasket on that truck. Oh god! I think the water pump might have failed. So hindsight's always twenty twenty, though. What would you? What would you do now if you were like trying to fix it? If I if I if I owned that truck, first thing I would have done was probably. I probably would have swapped out the radiator and the water pump. I think yeah. it had an overheating problem uh, that I just wasn't privy to. I was a young mechanic too. I was just learning, yeah. just learning how to turn a wrench, put a wrench to a vehicle. Is that what happens a lot when um, it overheats the head gasket blows? Like one of the head gaskets. Yeah, usually. Well, I wouldn't say that that's where the common problem would start, uh, but usually on uh, on excessive, extensive overheating, what would you you'll say, more than likely blow a head gasket. What would you say that uh, like probably the most common? Uh, thing that would happen from overheating. The most common problem that would happen from overheating, well, normally to even get in a position of overheating, you have to be shy of something, right? So either airflow, uh, coolant, or oil. Mm-hmm. And you would consider that uh, oil cools, uh, it does 75% of the cooling in your engine. Wow. Right? So it's not really your coolant. Your coolant running through the water jackets is just help to draw heat away from the motor. Yeah. That's also why you have the airflow across the block. Obviously that's that is old reference technology, right? That's if we were to if we were to consider my blazer. Yeah. You know, or uh, my old like eighties Tacoma, right? Yeah. You have a big big mechanical fan and a big fan shroud and just drawing air over it, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's there's definitely tighter tolerances and, and better sciences that go into automotive cooling these days wow yeah like modern vehicle manufacturing yeah. engineering i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i'm a i'm 100 professional when it comes to like the mechanics of my tacoma because it's definitely probably i, I could fix most things probably suspension um yeah in fact if i had if i had a manual i could probably fix most things in the engine but you know, well, i've heard that like new cars under the hood is a nightmare to work on like they make it intentionally difficult well, most cars now are electronics, right? Yeah. yeah it's electronic driven. And I think that's the nice thing about like the Gen 3 Tacomas is like, it kind of has that, that nice blend of uh, still being pretty simple, fairly simple under the hood, but it, you do have a lot of that electronical, electronic kind of uh, co-mingling, the co-op, right? Yeah. Um, but I will say when it comes to the transmission and the shit points, the, 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 the ECU and the brain of that truck is a little behind. It needed some some work. I remember you were talking about the way it shifted. Like it yeah. doesn't quite stay in the gear that it should when you're. What's up, uh, Jay? How's it going, man? We're just doing a little oh, kind of tech talk. Us. Oh shit! My phone's dying. Somebody join us. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Jay? We're live on uh, YouTube too, man. If you wanna peep in there, uh, we're just doing a little tech talk, kind of going going over our next camp trip, kind of reviewing today's cooking lessons oh, yeah. that we're gonna implement next weekend uh yeah so fun stuff man you're more than welcome to hang out i appreciate you being here if you have any questions please ask 
So, uh, so yeah, dude, the, the wandering, I call it the wandering transmission because Tacoma, the third gen Tacoma is just, their transmissions are terrible. Unless you have a manual. Yeah. You can still get in a manual. And when you're saying there's like a special way you have to order the manual, if, like, it's like a, was it like a limited run or something to get that? No, no, it just, you know, I, I don't know if they're doing it with the 2020s. They probably still have it as an option to order a manual Tacoma. Yeah. Um, but definitely like all vehicles, you know, like my mom, when she bought her Subaru, she, she drives a manual and she was just like, you know, I don't want an automatic. She had a special order her manual. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, I would pretty much say that you could get one, but you're either going to pay for it or it's going to have some miles on it. Like all vehicles. You yeah. Know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to pay extra for what you want. It's just slightly specialty item compared to how like the, the Tacoma itself is that, that generation of it, right? I mean, you would, yeah, you think that, like m most people drive automatics, yeah, so yeah. a manual these days would be like a one-off. So it's just easier for him to make it a custom order than a yeah than a an off-the-lot purchase. But hey, you know, like I got the access cab, and I guess access cabs. Now I don't know this for sure, but I guess access cabs are uh, harder to find than a four-door. Yeah. So, and mine came from Alaska. Ooh, <laughs> how novel. Yeah, I actually I didn't notice that until I saw the bill of sale. Nice. So where where were we going camping? Um, I forgot where I looked up. It was out Kern Valley Way. Kern Valley Way, I think up by Lake Isabella. I believe so, yeah. I had it on uh Gaia. Uh yep. So what do you think today, man? What do you think to everything that we've put into Tacoma Tactical so far? I think there were some big forward movements. Dude, I'm uh, I'm excited about the solar water system. Mm, solar shower? Yeah, well, I think it's more than just a shower now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, Rev Rev Two. There's some there's some backbone in it now. There's yeah. there's some time and effort. Yeah, dude, it's, it, to me that came out really good, and then um, using those palm leaves for the cooking. Yeah, palm leaves on the Tembo Tusk. Yeah, like, man, I had no idea that tinfoil was so <laughs> bad for you, like, cooking with that shit, dude, like. I think it's, it has to, it's understood that, like, using any metal that is not, I mean, like, I guess you can cook with aluminum foil, but, and that's just, you know, it's hearsay. I haven't done any study on it, but a lot of people told me that I've been hearing it for a long is, time, because, like, I remember yeah. when I would smoke weed with aluminum foil, <laughs> and people were like, that's how you get cancer, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, I think, now I'm like, wait a second, that yeah. might be how you get cancer. You know, I guess you're not, yeah, you're not burning aluminum foil when you cook, but you are heating it up and releasing those, those chemicals. Yeah. Any agents that might be in it, but I've heard, you know, I've heard that drinking out of aluminum cans and eating aluminum foil can be toxic. And mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, when you're over, like camping or overlanding or hiking, like you know, bringing sodas and like the most contingent liquid to survive on. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, sugar, right? I mean, if you if you're in a a life or death situation, you need sugar than yeah. You know, but, but uh, it's good to have like electrolytes, and that's like it has like a lot of sugar, but not a lot of electrolytes, right? Yeah, exactly. And electrolytes are kind of key, especially when you're yeah when you're exerting a lot of energy and you're sweating and you're, yeah. you're burning through your water supply. Oh yeah, you gotta have like electrolytes. So almost be better to have like a little bit of salt water too. 
Or just salt, so you get have salts. Like, yeah. Salts, yeah. You can usually find like natural salts though. What what would you find uh, natural salts if you're like in a the type of environment that we kind of camp in, or like arid desert or forest area? Like, what type of natural salts could you locate? So, from a couple of examples, and, and I'm not 100 percent on this. I think Big Bear might have a small salt flat on it. Yeah. Um, and then as well, oh. uh, like Ocotillo Wells, you have the salt and sea, yeah. that's a natural salt flat. Yeah. Uh, Mojave's got a salt flat. So a lot of the high desert, uh, well, yeah, I guess if you consider it high desert, maybe low desert, yeah. uh, you can usually find a naturally occurring salt flat, but it's just drawing minerals out of the soil and the dirt, yeah. right? So, you know, you consider the lack of rain rainfall, um, but it's not a guarantee. I would, I would think that you're hard pressed to find salts up in the mountains. Yeah. Um, but... That's not to say that you're not going to have some sort of a small intake from animals and, and small prey you might take in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'll get sodium from plants. Uh, yeah, I was wondering, like, because I, 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 I feel can. like there's plants that yeah. have sodium in it, and, like, that's basically all salt is, right? Like, it's, it's just sodium. Yeah. You consider, like, salt's basically just basic sodium table salts. You know, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you're, you know, it's a balance of everything, right? Balance of vitamins, nutrients, uh... Yeah, you can you can become deficient in some areas, and and I think the biggest thing to consider is like water, right? You always want to make sure. I think I think the biggest thing that most people kind of like take for granted is like, and even if you're going on a day trip, if you don't if you don't consider the things that can go wrong, like water is key. Oh yeah, like you know, like our last trip, we went out, we picked up a six gallon water jug on top of yeah. the extra that we had in the solar yep. shower. Uh, and I even brought a cam- my extra camel bag. Like water on top of water on top of water. Yeah, yeah. dude. Like, so, you know, I think well, I think water's a big pack in. Obviously, you know. Next I, to air, that's like the most next essential. air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that all could do to breathe. Right. Um, let's see. Yeah. So we're looking at. So here's Catalina. I don't even know what happened to Catalina. But we are going Sequoia National Park. Mount Whitney. Yeah, a buddy who climbed Mount Whitney. I think that was the one he climbed. It was like during the winter, like they had to use like pickaxes and shit. For real. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, my girl's dad hiked Pacific. uh, There's a trail that runs through the. one of the trails through uh, Sierra National Forest. Wow. We're not, we're not going to Sacramento. We're going to Oh, man. All right, look at this There you go. Oh, yeah. So there it is. There it is. And yeah. we're looking at yeah. the BLM. Yeah, we're looking at BLM land. Dude, this looks so dry. It does. Stein Cove. All right, so this is all, like, desert recreation area. There's, like, no trees. Nothing. Camp Nine, yeah, Lake Isabel Park. Probably won't Stein be any people out there. there. Might be a few. You think so? Yeah. Damn. I don't know. Things have been crazy lately. Like you consider, like a lot more people have been out and about. Yeah. With this COVID haps and whatnot. I know. So nuts. But man, that really makes me rethink. Like, 
Yeah, there's the Kern River. Kern Valley. So our best bet might still just be able to kind of stray up in here. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot there's more. Can, there's cane break. There's trees there at least. Or there's trees here. Yeah, but that is that national forest. BLM. Or that is BLM. Um, Chimney Peak Wilderness is BLM. Oh, okay. So we come out through Canebrake, and then we share my screen. Okay. Also, the people will be able to see what we're seeing. Yeah. Window capture. Well, there you go, people. You get to see what we're seeing. There you go, yeah. So, do you think, like, so we'll be heading up. And you know what's funny? This is a big thing that I've seen a lot of people asking lately, is people asking for coordinates. Like, where'd, where'd you go? Oh, really? Can you drop your coordinates? Yeah, and a lot of guys are like, no, no. And, like, I find my own spots, which I do find my own spots. Yeah. You know, and it's, and again, we, we I, I tend to steer more towards BLM land. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's got a lot of nice spots. Well, you know, what's nice about BLM is just, like, you don't have, like, the usual person kind of coming through. Yeah. You've got overlanders and people that want to get away from the normal campsite. Yeah. You know, so, like, I don't mind sharing my grid. I prefer to convoy people. In fact, Jay and I were considering, well, we are talking about 4th of July. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if we take... you tired, man. You good? You fall yeah. asleep over there? No, I'm good, dude. I'm just, my Sorry. eyes are getting dry. Turn the fan off. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this chill hot is bumming me. Uh, that's much better. My eyes are just like killing me. Bumming me. We need some. We need some. There you go. Let's try this out. I want ice cream. Ice cream? I want ice cream. I want fucking ice cream. I'm not even Wow, joking. whoa. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, pull the muscle on my shoulder. Ice cream break. I don't have ice cream, so unfortunately. No ice cream break. No ice cream break. But. But we do have synth wave. We do have some synth wave. We're breaking down some synth wave. Reuben. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Reuben. We made some uh, some 550 cord paracord handle grips. That's uh, mm -hmm. some of shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless prom self promotion. Yeah. Plug in. Come attach those new paracord grab handles. They come with a spring clip attachment. They attach to your headrest. We sell them ten bucks for a set. They are handmade by us at Tacoma Tactical in my house because you know that's where I work from when I'm not at work. <laughs> to work away from work but that's another thing too is like dude like people man and I'm new to this I'm new to this there are lots of guys that have been like filming and overlanding and fucking content creating and all this fun stuff and I don't know how they did it but dude it's like your time and your dime it's like I like to label it your time and your dime time is your dime no, it's your time and your dime. It's your time and literally your money. There's no winning. There's no winning there's around no this. Winning? No, there's no winning. Oh, man. I was hoping that like, at least there's some type of trade-off. Well, yeah. Hard work. Maybe yeah. growth. Supporters. Yeah. So, 
Connecting with uh, people in the community. Yeah, new overlanders. Yeah. yeah it's a lot I think of fun. it's the content. Like you know, sinking a drone in the ocean like I did yesterday was a bit tough. Uh, that yeah. was a hard lesson. But yeah, man. So. New drone coming though, right? Yeah, new Mavic Mini. Hopefully, I mean that's a four hundred dollar drone, but yeah. it should help with some of our uh, our shots. Um, we'll be going to Lake Isabella. Well, somewhere around Lake Isabella. Oh, excuse me. Next weekend. For anyone that wants to try to find us, I might be so inclined to uh, drop our coordinates and maybe some of you guys can head out and meet us. Pardon Try to just find something to listen to on the tube. All gravy. All gravy. So there's a program called OB-Tune. OB-Tune? OB-Tune, yeah. What does it do? Obi Tune is a tune for Tacomas. Yeah. Let me pull that up for you. And actually, that way you can get a take, take a good look at it yourself. Yeah. So what what exactly does it do? So Obi Tune is a tuner that has multiple settings, and I don't know if they do it for the Gen ones and the Gen twos, but they do have it for the Gen threes. And basically, uh, plugs in your Obi Two, and it remaps your ECU. Uh, and that helps solve the wandering transmission. So, oh, so you can like really tune in and dial it in with that. Well, the automatic transmissions on the the, the Gen Three Tacomas, um, they have I guess you would consider two overdrives, fifth gear and sixth gear, yeah. and the standard tuning that comes with uh, the factory tuning that comes with. Uh... Oh man, that's terrible. Actually, when it comes to the transmission, it likes to start off in like second, third, fourth gear, yeah. and then when you're going, when you're like up, climbing up any grade, if you're, if I'm, t like I towed my boat and it was terrible, Jeez. and it's just the transmission will just wanders all over. Yeah, it, you're going up any incline, and it just keeps downshifting, and then it'll get up to speed, and it'll shift back up, and yeah. downshift again. So OB Tune uh, is here. It is yeah, OB Tune. Is there any specifications on LV Tune about like how it works, what it runs off of? Um, well, from a technical standpoint, I'm not 100. percent I'm still trying to understand like their website and their notes. Yeah. But I will say it comes highly recommended from most co-owners that have it. But it, it would be interesting to type dive into their dive into their programming and see what language they're using yeah yeah well like how 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 do you interface with it to um to tune your vehicle like you plug your laptop into yeah okay. yeah so you you actually it's so the product itself yeah so you see the, the v there's the different tuner packages here yeah and you'll get the software you'll install it on your computer and then you'll basically yeah, you get a dongle i guess they they supply a dongle or some kind of connection that plugs into your uh, your computer. I would assume you also could probably do it on a flash drive. Yeah. The Tacomas themselves, you can actually, um, the LCD screen and also your screen on the dash, you can actually change that to a custom picture of your choice. No way. Any one of your pictures, yeah. So if you're wow. super into yourself and your Tacoma <laughs> and have a cool overland picture. Picture's the number one right yeah, here. Yeah, you can actually put it on, on, on a thumb drive and stick it in the USB port in the truck and then you can just save your photo so you see your truck every time you yeah. start up. You see your truck when you're in your truck. Wow. Yeah. 
That's cool. Well, yeah, OB2 is supposed to kind of fix that transmission problem. Um, and a really good, decent upgrade that I'm hearing is you, you pair the OB2 with the 5.29 gears, nitro gears, and that's supposed to be like uh, an amazing setup. Do you have to retune it when you get the, the OB2? Or? No, no, the OB2 is basically plug and play, man. Oh, so it just does it itself. You, 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 you hook it up to your computer, you download the recent flash or the new update that they have, and I believe. Uh, now, I'm not sponsored by OV-Tune, I obviously very clearly don't have one, but, uh, you, uh, yeah, you, 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 you download it, or you install it off the CD, I guess, and then you, like I said, you get a dongle, and you just plug your laptop into your computer, and it flashes the ECU, and then it uploads OV-Tune's new tunes. Dang, dude. Plug and play, man, for, like, 400 bucks. It's pretty clean. I think it was, like, roughly 400. That is pretty clean. Yeah, yeah, 379. So, well, good stuff. I would, I would like to check it out at some point, like really understand how it works and, you know, like alters the, uh, the CPU. Performance, the, yeah, the ECU. Yeah. Well, basically, just think of it like you're, I guess you'd have to know what language Toyota is using. Yeah. Because that's what you're flashing. Yeah, that. So it's basically an operating system. Yeah, it, it's its own OS. Okay. You would consider that ECU would be like a motherboard, I guess. Yeah, and it had an operating system. Yeah. I wonder if it's Unix based, like based off of like, uh, like the same thing that Linux is based off of. I almost guarantee you could probably figure out. You could probably yeah. Google. Yeah. Like uh, I think you mentioned something about this before, and I was really curious about what they build it with. What language does Toyota use in ECU? Yeah, see if you Google it, man. There's really pretty ECU brands. C C language. Language used C language. Oh, it's in C. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's not to say it's Toyota. It's like the most common language is C language. So. Oh. Well, everybody knows that. So does Tesla does Tesla use Python? <laughs> uh, also, so Tesla's autopilot neural network is initially built in Python for rapid iteration, and then converted to C plus plus and C for speed and direct hardware access. Yep. So Toyota probably has a combination of something like that. You think so? Yeah. Okay. It, let's let's be real. It's probably really simple language to save some money. Well, C is uh, not simple language, but it's a uh, it's like, it'd be common, a con like common program. Yeah, it's it's very well known and widespread. Yeah, and they're not gonna want to like try to hire someone who wouldn't go to school for something common like C plus, right? You need to pay someone extra. So, well, they're talking about writing C. C is like, I mean, a lot of people know it, but it's like very hardcore. Yeah. Oh shit! You write C like for normal modern applications like. Like, but like it said, like, um, it is really useful for high performance, like really quick yeah. um, computational values being processed and for direct hardware access. Right. But, like, because if you don't, then you have to basically parse out, um, like, assembly or C in a different language. Like, if you were to write an exploit or have an exploit that had shell code, it yeah. would... Um, it pushes like actual memory addresses, like basically machine code yeah. or assembly into, you know, 
uh, but you you might use a different language like Python or something to parse it out. Right. But at the end of the day, it's it's parsing out like some really low level or like when they call it high level, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of an ECU though, and like I guess trying to figure out the language, if you were trying to, because I, I guess in OB tune you can you can write or you can modify your own tunes. Yeah. Which I would assume you'd be changing the language, obviously, in part. Well, that's what so you I could run curious. you could run hauling run, hauling loads right and, yeah. you, and then you could look back at the performance of the ECU. Would you use a dyno? Do you even need a dyno for that, or can you? You should just... be able to pull it from the ECU. Wow. It should be stored. So it just it has the telemetry on yeah. it the whole time. Wow, that's amazing. So you should be able to pull your data there, and then you yeah. can look at where your truck is lacking, and then she you from from what I understand, and again I could be wrong, but from what I understand, you can go through and you can actually edit your own your own settings wow. and tune your vehicle the way you want it to. Dude. So, yeah, they really leave it open, and, you know, the owner, from what I've read and what I understand, like, he's really, he's really, uh, uh, supportive of the, the, his, his customers, like, building their own tunes. Dude, give my Gran Turismo uh, right? a tune in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what else, and we did, we got grab handles made, new, some new oh, merch, yeah. we got patches coming out. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited about those patches. Yeah, that's that's in the works, and then uh, talking deals with a new knife, a new knife maker. Yeah, the guy, the, the guy, like he has a lot of Damascus steel pieces. Mm -hmm. D twelve, yeah. So we should have that coming out here soon. We'll be taking custom orders on. Uh, yeah. On custom knives, um, and we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll hook up the links for his private company. Just want to reach out to him, but we'll be doing and taking orders for there. Their company and they're kind of supporting us, so it's a cool little kind of co-op deal. Uh, we have the Rev 2 of the Solar Shower, so be ready for that video to drop. That'll be a cool one, and we'll talk through it. I think we actually did a, a decent explanation of it, but yeah. you know we can answer any questions on that. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be pretty informative for anybody who's interested in it. Yep, and we'll be dropping our new video for uh, what's that? One pack, one pack rack meals. Yeah. Yeah, uh, really clean, economical ways to make food while you're camping. Minimize yep. dishes, carbon footprint, uh, it's healthier, and delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> it was, it was. I mean, yeah. you, you know. So we'll be looking at ways to, to uh, yeah, not pack as much trash in, so we're not packing as much trash out while yeah. still being comfortable in camping. Uh, maintaining the ease of overlanding, yep. but also not being a heathen. Bordering, bordering <laughs> on the edge of glamping bordering how, edge of glamping. how much swagger we have with us yeah. when we're uh, overlanding. <laughs> yep. Let's, let's see. Oh, and also, next episode, I think we're going to try to smoke some meats of our own. Now, obviously, uh, we're not going to be hunting because that would just take forever. I Zuckerberg. Smoking meats too. <laughs> Smoking meats. <laughs> yeah, we're not uh, we're not gonna go out for the hunt. That might be another video down the road. Um, obviously, just to show you guys that you can smoke your own meat out yeah. in the wilds if we can find an area to do in that. In the wilderness. In the wilderness. <laughs> um, you know, again, the whole point of the channel and the adventure is to cause as little impact on Mother Nature as possible while still being able to go out and enjoy. Uh, kind of that free, that yeah. free lifestyle, natural, and that's the point of Tacoma Tackle. That is kind of our methodology: is is uh, low impact on nature while being able to go out. And I mean, that sounds silly driving an internal combustion engine, 
on a on a you know a gas truck, but such is life, I suppose. Right. I mean, I could ride a horse, I guess. Yeah, but that but thing's gonna fart up a storm. I don't know how I'd get a horse out of L.A. So the methane <laughs> gas. I think I think if everyone rode horses, it would be worse. So all the methane gas. They say the cows' farts are fucking worse than a car. I think so. I know. I know. Teslas are worse than fucking internal combustion engines. So fucking. Really. I, I mean, I'm not gonna dive into that detail. I don't know about that, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that road. That's gonna be for the next episode. That's We're gonna another, debate Tesla's emissions. Another rate. Sunday debate. Another yeah. Sunday chat. Another Sunday chit chat. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah, so that's that's you know we got our new cook channel coming up and you know yeah. we're we're working with that. Obviously, if anybody has any recipes or ideas, you know, feel free to drop them. Uh, leave them in the comments below. I think I frequent my YouTube inbox and Instagram every damn hour of the day. <laughs> yeah, and you can find me on Spotify, the Techno Babbler, one B. One B. Don't forget that B A B L E R. Babbler. Yeah, babbler. The Techno Babbler. And if you guys like this, let us know. We'll be pairing up more Techno Babbler and Tacoma Tactical kind of live channels for an hour or two depending it's Sunday night we just want to you know have a casual chat and see what everyone's doing yeah uh, advise you guys the next my dogs are going absolutely bad shit there's a <laughs> fireworks over here it's like Vietnam or some shit but let us know what you guys want to see let us know what you want us to cook let us know what you want to try I mean I had uh, Temo Dust commented back to us and said interesting use of the scotal I guess that's the big dish is the, the scotal um, I will say shout out to Tempo Tusk. You guys are amazing. The product and the equipment is hands down awesome phenomenal. Sauce. I mean, the last couple of times we've used it, it's been kick ass. Really easy to use. Works in high winds. And uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. So, Tempo Tusk, thank you for an awesome product. Um, again, we will be heading up towards Lake Isabella next weekend. As uh, soon as we have our trail kind of defined. Let you guys know, probably go live. And for those of you that want to meet up with us, I know it's only for a set of grab handles, but if you find us out on our trail ride next weekend, this grab handles are yours. Um, Incentivize. We got anything else? I think that's it, man. That's, yeah. I think that's it. So, well, thank you. For, uh, I guess we're on each other's shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on each other's shows, right? Hopefully we'll do some more. We'll do some definitely. Absolutely. Hell oh, yeah, man. Um, uh, thanks, dude. Yeah, man. Stay stay tuned for I guess the next episode, peeps. All right. See you guys next time. Signing off.